Welcome to the Mixed in Key podcast. Uh, we're back with our good friend Mal Montecchio this week, uh, who joined us last time to talk about uh, what makes a song catchy and how to uh, make your own songs catchier. Uh, and the reason that we've brought him back this week, uh, I say we, there's no Isaac, uh, he's uh, very busy. Um, it's a very busy week for us at Mixed in Key and Captain Plugins. Uh, and this is part of the reason that we've brought Mal back. Because as you will remember me saying from last time, Mao was the winner of our inaugural uh, Mixed in Key um, music innovation contest, music production contest. Uh, it was called the Two Genres Contest back in 2018. And Mao uh, won it and has been working with us uh, ever since uh, doing various uh, compositional and production pieces for us, uh, as well as answering some of your emails on the support inbox. Now, the reason that we're getting Mal back in is that it's a very special day today because we've just launched our second ever music innovation contest. This time it is called the Music Innovation Contest. Uh, the emails are going out right now. We've just launched the video and uh, it's a very, very exciting contest. And um, it has some phenomenal prizes, first and foremost, uh, $27,000 worth of um, hardware and software from some of the uh, biggest names, some of the best companies in the whole of the music industry. Uh, it's a phenomenal prize package. There's five different categories you can win for. Um, and what we're looking for in this contest is we're looking for submissions which innovate, which show us something new in music. Now, with so many songs already written and so much done, so thousands of songs every single year, and you know, every year it's harder and harder to come up with things which are new. And that's why we want to talk to Mao about how you innovate in music. Because Mao's uh, entry to with the winning entry was a combination of was it Waltz and what was the what was the combination, Mao? Yeah, that's correct. It was like uh, walls co combinated with maybe pop and trap and another right. electronic subgenres. Right. So you'd taken this kind of waltz shuffle and and kind of it. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's fascinating stuff. Uh, welcome back to the show, Mal. Thank you very much for being with us. Thanks for having me again. Absolute pleasure. Uh, we are going to pick your brains uh, deeply today because uh, all, all of our listeners, uh, especially those planning on entering and trying to win all that gear, are going to be um, wanting to know your secret. Because you're, you're actually a judge this this time around as well. That's right, isn't it? Yes, I am. I, have fe I feel so honored, man. <laughs> like, you know, the prices are also incredible. Incredible, man. yeah. Absolutely. I feel kind of jealous I can participate again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, judges are barred uh, from submitting entries. Uh, yeah, and so, so okay, so we are going to ask that open-ended question: How do you innovate in music? How do you create music which is innovative? Uh, it's a very broad topic. Would you like to uh, to start somewhere? Okay. Yeah. Well, indeed, it's a really broad topic. It is. But you know. My first approach would be like kind of the exact opposite thing. Like instead of first of all trying to sound unique, you should aim to avoid sounding like everybody else, <laughs> you know? Okay, interesting. Yeah. You can do that in many ways. For example, and this is pretty straightforward, you might want to listen to cliches, identify cliches in popular music mm. and avoid them. Like you should literally forbid yourself this kind of things in your production. Right. So what could a cliche be? Let's say everybody is using the same synth. Mm. Let's take Serum, for example. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I love Serum. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I don't have anything against it. Actually, I find myself using it quite a bit. but you will probably agree on this, man. Like, you can really tell when a lot of producers are using the same patches. Right, of course you can. Yeah, the same presets. And, I mean, there are hundreds of super cheap, if not free VSTs, yep. that are not being massively used. 
Yeah. And they have such unique textures. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting starting point. Um, uh, just on that topic, we actually did, if, if people are checking out our uh, Captain Plugins wiki, uh, we, uh, I recently wrote an article, a few articles on the best VST plugins of 2020. One of them is the best free VST instruments and also the best free VST effects. And there's some amazing stuff you can get without spending a penny. Uh, one that comes to mind is the Yuhi Tyrrell N6, which is a phenomenally powerful and just great sounding uh, soft synth, but uh, it's completely free. So, you know, there's there's plenty out there, even if you don't have the budget um, or the uh, the arsenal of $27,000 worth of uh, music production gear behind you. Uh, cost or uh, financial ability isn't isn't the factor here, but it's about thinking differently, right? I remember um, just just to build on the on, on what you're saying about the um, you know using just trying to avoid the cliched sounds that everyone's using at, at this moment. Uh, you're absolutely right about the serum patches. I, I remember uh, this is probably four years ago. There in the UK, we have these now. That's what I call music uh, compilations that come out. Kind of they do two or three a year, and they're kind of the, the the hot songs of this quarter or the hot songs of this kind of six month period. And there was one that came out about four years ago, and I, and I read a review of it, and it was like forty percent of the songs of this thing all used steel drums because for some reason four oh, ye- four years ago steel drums was what everyone had to have in their songs, and it's like if you want to innovate. If, if you want to capitalize on that, then fine, go for it. But if you really want to innovate and win our contest, then maybe avoid that steel drum sound if that's what you're hearing all the time, right? Yes, exactly. I mean, I will probably uh, contradict myself a little bit from the last time we talked, mm-hmm. you know, but um, the same thing goes for samples. Yeah. Too many people use the same samples from the same sample makers. Yes. And again, Splice is full of sample packs that are not really getting enough attention because everybody is downloading the top 10 sample packs. Right. I mean, I have definitely done that too. I like, I am not no innocent at all. <laughs> but <laughs> usually what I do if I need, let's say I need to get a snare yeah. or some hi-hat, whatever, mm. I will just type the word snare in, in the browser, yeah. the Splice browser, or whatever s- library you use, yeah, and go directly to page number seventy six mm. and start looking from there. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I I don't really care if I get some snare sounds from a jazz drum kit and I want to make some trance right music. Yeah, yeah, because I will download some others that sound different. And we'll layer them in a way that works. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think that's a mindset to really start crafting an original sound. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's like that's kind of one of those things where it, it, it's so easy to get samples which just already sound really good because there's, I mean, it's it's a huge industry now, and there's just tons of packs out there that sound great, but it, you know, it's like. Like you say, how original can you sound only using that? Um, personally, I like to use, uh, like for example, for a kick drum or for a snare, I like to use like a you know a, a solid, really well produced um, sample, perhaps even one that everyone's using. That's fine. But so long as I'm layering it, like for example, if you take a, re- a really chunky low end snare, but then you EQ, you blend EQ it with like like you say a jazz kick or something like that that's we got loads of that sort of top end sort of flappy body then suddenly you end up with something that you'd never recognize as as the original kind of um standard kick sound and you've got something that sounds unique and that open that sort of i find that that changes the way that you view what you're then composing if, if you know what i mean like you've you've got this arsenal of sounds that start that's that are yours you feel ownership of them and they point you in a different direction to what you might have done if you were just using um, sort of stock sounds. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly what you said. And not only EQ them in a way, you can also pitch shift a lot of of things and add distortion and literally any effects you want. Yeah, totally. Like 
there are some extremely cool free effects. Mm. I mean, like there is OTT, you know? Yeah. OTT can really destroy sounds, if you will. Yeah. But you can also get some really interesting textures with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So sound design is important. If you want to sound innovative, you need to get that kind of sense of uh, your personal flavor inside what you're uh, creating. Now let's assume that we've that, that our um, would be entrants have decided on a way like a start a, a way of making their sounds unique. But we are looking for sort of a, a, a blend of genres. Now, how did you come to think of the waltz as a viable kind of um, style to mix with these more current styles? And did that affect the sound choices that you made for instruments and drums? Well, back then when I was making Loveland, it was kind of a coincidence that I ended up doing what I did, you know? Right. What happened is that Paola, who is, is the singer of, of Loveland yeah. and also the writer, yeah. she sent me uh, the, the song already written. Uh-huh. And there was a piano in the background that was doing like a three slash four kind of signature rhythm. Yeah. yeah. So that actually started uh, giving me some ideas because in that time, all I wanted to make was like really energetic uh, and explosive kind of music. Yeah. And what she sent me was completely the opposite. Right. Okay. It was like a really slow and romantic ballad. Yeah. That inspired me to literally, mm, well, let's say do some kind of music that I wasn't really kind mm. of used to. So, so yeah. So when I wanted to, sorry, man. No, no, please, talking. please carry on, carry on, please. All right. Thank you. So when I uh, started trying some ideas, mm. uh, they were not really working because I still wanted to do like a super energetic thing. Yeah. And because the song wasn't really like working that way. This make made me work harder and mm. try to get out of my comfort zone and ended up doing like a waltz thing. Yeah. Like the, my first ideas were a real were like techno and right. You know, I was trying to do something that won't work for this. Yeah. I see. And it, it was the first time I, I was trying to do the, this kind of stuff. So I sent some ideas to Paola and she said she was also nice. I mean, she, she was always nice. She like, mm. I could tell that she didn't like them, even mm. though she didn't tell me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Diplomacy is a very good skill to have if you're collaborating with people, of course. Oh, yes. Um, so how familiar were you with Waltz as a style of music? I am not quite familiar at all. I mean, I've I've listened to some classical music yeah. in or in my childhood, mm -hmm. thanks to my parents. Yeah, but I wouldn't consider myself a waltz expert. Right? No. Okay. I can I can I I, I can totally dig that. Um, not an expert, perhaps, but it must have come from somewhere. You must have had some kind of um, like the inspiration must have come from your subconscious, perhaps. Uh, I, I I suppose. What I'm saying is um, we might not expect people, we're not sort of asking people to like have inspiration from something they've never heard before, right? Because it has to come from within uh, to a degree. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the funny thing. It definitely came out of my subconscious. Right. And that's actually the magic part of it. Yeah. In order to get like a really, really weird and original thing, yeah, you should always listen as much music as you can. Right. Yeah, of course. And I mean from all genres. Yeah. That can really help you grow as an artist. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even way further than that, it can really be such a life game changer, yeah. if you if you will, because you really get out of your quote unquote music comfort zone. Yes. Oh, 100%. I, I couldn't agree more. I do a, um, a, a weekly radio show on uh, 1BTN uh, FM down here in Brighton. And um, it's, an, it's just a, like I'm sort of 
most people know me for disco and house type stuff and kind of electronic stuff. But um, I just feel that I want to share the, the, the breadth of music and I'm, I'm fascinated by music, like the world of music. And I feel that I can't imagine being, um, having a lifelong interest in music if I was only looking at one genre and just trying to do this one genre. I just feel like that would, wouldn't have the longevity to keep, um, to keep my passion alive. And I, 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 I wholeheartedly encourage absolutely everybody, whoever you are, um, to just listen to as much music as possible. Uh, and even if you don't like it, why don't you like it? What is it about that music that is making, that, that's turning you off? Because if you can understand how the music is put together, what bits of it work for you and what bits of it don't, then you can start thinking in terms of the building blocks of all types of music. And I think that might help you put different types of music together faster and more smoothly, right? Yeah, that's completely true. So he here's what I like to do. From time to time, I will ask my Instagram followers and friends mm. to recommend me their favorite albums. Uh -huh. And I will write them down in paper and listen to everything in my free time. Yeah. Like when I am answering some emails for, for Mixing Key. Yeah, yeah. And also add my favorites to a personal playlist yeah. and readdress them later. Nice. And you know, I have found that that is also a great way to make new friends. Yeah, absolutely. So I really get a full variety of music, mm. like from Dua Lipa to Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. You know, and I, I admit, I don't like all the stuff I get sent. Yeah. But I mean, I listen to everything I and I will get influences from everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And all of my influences will be like stretched subconsciously. Mm. I am not really aware of what influences I'm getting, but since I am listening this when while I'm working, yeah, like my subconscious is working for me, you know. Yeah, of course it is. It's it's like germinating so, ideas. That's something I encourage everything to try. Yeah. Listen to different music while doing something else. Yeah. Let your your subconscious do mm. the hard work. Yeah, that's great advice. I love that. Um, okay, so we've kind of we're, what what we're, what we're suggesting is to allow your um, your personal uh, influences to kind of just um, come to the surface, let let stuff happen. Um, but I'm sure people are thinking, well, you know, that's all well and good, but I mean, how do I really? Where do I start? Where you know? Uh, And I, and I think what you what you started saying is really important here because there's this huge prize category and and even if even if we're not talking about the the, the music innovation contest just generally we, we we'd all love to to create something that's really new and exciting um, and innovative but perhaps as you said right at the beginning perhaps going out with the express intention of doing something new might not be the actually the way to get there. Because you might just like close off ideas rather than embrace kind of creativity, if you know what I mean. Because you might be saying, oh, no, I can't do that. I've heard something like that before. And then I can't do that because that's a bit like that. And then I can't do that. So what we want people to be doing, I think, is thinking, well, I can do that. Why, why don't I try that? So I, I suppose that's like more of an, an open attitude than a closed attitude of, is this new? Maybe what attitude could they have instead, Mal? All right, so the truth is it's impossible to not copy anything. Right, right. You will get influences from whatever you want. Like Everybody, like, name your favorite artist, like the most unique sounding artist that you can. Mm -hmm. They still get influences from a lot of people. Yeah. You know, like probably the, the only guy that didn't get in, any influences was the first caveman that was hitting a, a rock. <laughs> yeah. With a stick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so don't be afraid of sounding a little bit like someone else. Right. It's fine. You will create something unique wh while getting ideas from other artists. Mm. At the end of the day, that's going to be your sound. Yeah. 
And it's it, there's so many influences out there in the world that partly what makes people sound unique is that they just have like quite a broad broad amount, like a broad array of, in, of influences happening at the same time into their music. So someone who only listens to one type of music is only going to probably end up making stuff that sounds like that one type of music. Whereas somebody who's just like embracing uh, all of this music, all of the whole sort of spectrum of music has got so many different little bits that they're copying that end that what they end up with is something that sounds unique because nobody else has put quite those bits of ingredients together in the same way and they never will again yeah and there is actually a way of doing that um well what is the word uh to the opposite of subconsciously uh well consciously sorry for my english no 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 your english is great consciously yeah so there is a way of doing this consciously, and it's like a smart way of getting influences. Like, mm. for example, let's say you are writing a piece of music, mm. and you really like how Beethoven writes melodies. Yeah. So you will start uh, by grabbing a Beethoven melody, but you then can get a uh, chord structure or, or chord style from, mm. let's say, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Now you have a bit of a melody with some kind of Pink Floyd sound. Mm. And now you want to to make a trance track so you get like an army mambiurance or very constant yeah. kind of, of vibe. Now you have like a Frankenstein that is more like your own sound. Yeah. Yeah, because nobody else has done it that way before. People will not, like, think, oh, this is Beethoven with Pink Floyd and Army Mavir. No. People eventually will say, wow, this is Adam sound or this is Mao Montecchio sound. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's really important. I know in in my, uh, my career, I've had moments where I've kind of assumed that people listening would see my influences. And I'm almost like... I, I, like you'll probably think that this is a copy of of that, but I like it, it, I I see it as more like you know an homage or a tribute or an influence, and people are like, "What? I didn't even, I never even thought it sounded like that." Because because I'm so related to my influences that I can't necessarily see it the way that other people see it, and I think that's quite common among among composers is that we just have to be um, free to express and believe, um, you know, believe in what comes out. Uh, unless we're like by pen and paper copying things sort of verbatim, then we are creating unique things because, as you said, literally everybody copies to a degree. Exactly. Yeah, and we as musicians always tend to overthink. Yeah, and we are kind of our worst enemies when Absolutely. it comes to judging our our stuff. Yeah, totally. Although I, ha- I have so, to yeah. say, I th- I think that there is um there's the like the the methodology we've been talking about is like 100% valid uh and it's probably what I do but I also think that there is a kind of a hack to that which I think is equally valid and it may seem like cheating to some but it's I would like to know what you think I think you could make a mashup you know like I'm I am shamelessly plugging our products but that's fine um, you know, if you know what key and what BPM your tracks are, if you've used mixed in key on, on some tracks, then you'll know what might go together to, to start with. And if you're, if you then start like pitching genres against each other, or, you know, as you say, pitching like classical music against hip hop or uh, trap against trance, you know, or whatever, like, um, of course, pitch shift, tempo stretch, whatever it takes, but you can start literally making a mashup of tracks, seeing if you like the way that the, the mashup of other people's tracks sound. And if you, you do like it, kind of just like copy that structure, copy how that is, a, how it's come out in the mashup. Um, you know, even to the point of going, well, what chords is that? What, um, what rhythm is that? Uh, you know, is that classical chord progression? Does classical have chord progressions? I don't really know. But you know what I mean? Like whatever the two or three pieces of, audio that you're sort of stitching together why not kind of copy those verbatim choose different instruments and it 
you you might not have been even sitting at your keyboard actually playing anything, but you've created something new that you can then build a full track out of. Yeah, I like that idea. It's it's uh, a different approach, yeah. definitely, <laughs> but it's completely okay to do like these demos. Mm. I do that myself uh, from time to time. Yeah, like I, I grab an old instrumental I, I made mm. and. I will uh, throw in some some vocal samples yeah. that I didn't write, and just to test out how they sound. And now I have inspiration. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Or even even the opposite. I will um, record some vocals from mm. friends of mine, write melody parts, and then throw that into an already produced track just yeah. to hear how it sounds. Yeah, of course. So it's completely valid technique. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm, I used, I come from a, um, I started my music journey, it wasn't through playing really, it was through DJing. And uh, I remember um, I used to DJ kind of four or five hour sets um, at this uh, club in Bristol. And, uh, and sort of, you, because you're playing for so long, it's kind of open format stuff and you go through such a journey of sounds that by the end, you want to sort of finish with, with something special. And quite often, I sort of, you, 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 along the way, you just kind of discover these like crazy live mashups that you can do. And one that sticks in my mind um, that's kind of relevant here is uh, I used to, I can't remember, I, I think the, the the drum and bass tune used to change. I don't know what I used to, I can't remember which one, if there was just one or if it was uh, one of many. But I always used to, um, always used to mix a drum and bass track with uh, Seal, Kiss from a Rose. Because uh, it's so, there's hardly, wow. any, there's hardly any drums in it. And you'd get this kind of like really balladic kind of ballad drum and bass sort of thing. And actually, you know, you could just kind of copy that arrangement and, and create, I mean, that, that is an innovation in, in itself. But that was just me being silly after five hours of DJing. Man, let me write this down. <laughs> it was really fun. Pure I, gold. It was really fun, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's pure creativity. Yeah, yeah doing matchups it's a way of being creative yeah absolutely Completely. yeah yeah and i, I mean, think th th we are not oh, accepting mashups in, in the contest no we're not so but you can use them as the, the building block here yeah right but you can build a track from a mashup is what i'm saying by kind of then like um like I, I'll, I'll complete my explanation so you've made a mashup and what i've done before um which is kind of like it's not something that I, I regularly do, but I have done before is kind of like, I've got a passion for old disco kind of seventies, eighties disco. And, uh, I'll, I'll get a disco track. I'll quantize it in Ableton. I'll kind of create this kind of edit sort of dance floor, um, dance, arranged for a modern dance floor kind of edit. And then I'll go through it bit by bit and I'll copy the baseline and I'll copy the chords and I'll copy the rhythms and I'll kind of copy the drums. Uh, and I'll, and then by the time I've created what I think is kind of my full track, I'll remove the sample. So the, so, the, so that, that original edit I've done is completely gone. And now I've got my own track with all my own instruments playing very similar melodies or the same melodies. And that's my starting point. And then after that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and try and forget that original song. This is what I'm saying. You could do that with your mashup. So you could then say, all right, I've kind of copied all these bits and I've got an actual song here that's, that's a proper production, but then make it your own, then take it new places, expand on those ideas, remove bits, change things. Do you know what I mean? Does, does that make sense? Completely makes sense. I always do the same. Yeah. You know, when, when I feel I get stuck in, in a track, in an idea, I will leave that collecting dust in my folder for months yeah. and whenever I hear something, it could be in the car or in a club mm. that may work for, for that idea I had, I will go back to it and try to blend them together and maybe they, they will work. Yeah. Yeah. So now I can keep doing my, my song because now I have more ideas and I will definitely not use the, the idea I heard. Right. But now I know what's the way to go. Yeah, right. So it's a, it's just a strong pointer in a direction. So I I think that's that's yeah. that's a really uh I think that's great. Um so let's talk let's go back to the contest. Uh we've got five categories in this contest. So there's the sort of best overall, which is like the the most innovative. That's the category that's going to win the biggest prize. But we've also got categories for best sound design and production values, which is um 
kind of separate, like all of the songs that are entered could be considered for any of the categories. But um, if, you know, if we feel that the sound design and production is just like incredible, um, as we said, that is one of the um, best ways to be unique and innovative in modern music in any case. Um, so, you know, that is definitely something to focus on because there's a great prize for that. There's also a prize for best vocals, which is uh, sort of, you know, that, or I think it's best vocals and songwriting. So that's more for those who are looking to do, um, you know, perhaps not kind of instrumental dance tracks, but more sort of pop or hip hop kind of soul, whatever, that kind of songwritery stuff. Uh, there's the crazy combo as well. So if someone just has that, like, I just like, I really want to like mash up some crazy, crazy genres that no one's ever tried before, then, um, you know, it, it, there's prizes to be won across a whole range of different, um, there's best hook as well. So again, we were talking about what makes a catchy hook last week. So go back and listen to that and you might be able to win, you know, I think it's $4,000 worth of prizes just for, for, just for the hook of your song. So there's there's um, there's a whole load of prizes to be won, um, but I guess everyone's going to be gunning for the for the big one for the most innovative. Um, so we've kind of talked about what your influences might be um, and how to broaden your influences. We've talked about how important sound design is and having your own instruments and your own sounds. Is there anything else that you think um, people should be mindful of while trying to create? a new style of music, an innovative style? Yes, there is another key element and it might seem obvious to some people and it's actually kind of a hack, you right. know? And that is work with other people, collaborate. Ah, yeah. Like maybe uh, you have some friends that are not really into music at all but they love listening to music and yeah. they have different type of, of... oh man, I, I, I forgot the word. <laughs> well, they like different music than you. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you should invite them to your place. Yeah. Well, maybe not now, but you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. In normal times. Yeah. Like have a reunion with your close friends mm. and... Let them give you ideas. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if they are not producers. Yeah. But they will have some ideas for you and they will be different ideas. Yeah. So you, you can actually use what your friends think to do something really unique. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I do that with some friends. Mm. Like, I have. Uh, a lot of my friends, because I live here in Mexico, are so much into Latin music and right. reggaeton. Yeah, okay. And I am getting constant feedback from them. Yeah. And I do get some really interesting ideas. Yeah. Sometimes what I also tend to to do is that sometimes my songs are way too long. Right. And they can really become not radio friendly. Yeah, so yeah. My friends, sometimes they do tell me, hey, man, this, this is too too long. It right. kind of became boring yeah. in, in minute four, right? Yeah. So having friends that can tell you what their opinion is, it's yeah. super valuable. Yeah. And getting back to working with other people, that's the same. You, you may not uh, know any producers in real life. Mm. Man, there is the internet. Yeah. Go find yourself a, a cool producer and make tracks with him see what you can get and everybody has a unique workflow yeah a unique way of doing things so if you are still struggling to get an original sound doing collaborations with other musicians will definitely help you get there yeah i love that i love that and it's it's totally possible still in these times to be collaborating with people um across the internet uh we can share ideas with really a limitless number of people. In fact, there are places you can go, Reddit groups and uh, Facebook groups and stuff where people are literally saying, like, I want to collaborate. Like, who wants to collaborate? There's, if, you, if you're up for it, you can share ideas with, with anybody in anywhere, in any part of the world um, right this minute. And that's a wonderful way of getting new influences and getting new ideas. And you, might, you may collaboratively come up with something that really is unique. 
yeah, absolutely. And it's really cool, for for example, taking my, my winning song again mm. as an example. Mm. It was really cool that Paola gave me a lot of ideas yeah. uh, for, for the track. Yeah. It's it's not all, all the credits for me. Right, right. And do you think that without her feedback, you might have settled on an earlier version of the song? Yeah, probably, probably. Right, you see? So that's that's... It's it's really crucial to to not only have broad influences but to get as many people's input and feedback as you can and to take it on board. Uh, that's great. Um, I'm it, it, you're making me think of a couple of of, of examples I can think of. Um, it, it, I read a book by Julian Cope called Jap Rock Jap Rock Sampler a few years ago, uh, and also I remember reading Kurt Cobain's biography. Uh, and even this morning I did, uh, on my radio show, I did a Eastern disco, um, sort of section. I played sort of 30 minutes That's cool. of, yeah, it was, it was, it's fun, man. Like, cause I, I'm, I'm really into kind of world music and, uh, music from non, non-Western parts. And, um, like, I just find it really interesting, their approach to things. And I think this is really crucial, uh, and relevant to any talk about innovation. Um, in the example of, the Jap Rock sampler. And actually it's the same for, for Kurt Cobain. Um, because we didn't have the internet in those times, we didn't have um, a, a uh, sort of a broad sharing of information. Um, for Kurt Cobain, who was uh, a sort of a young teenager in the sort of seven, in the late seventies uh, and was just finding his passion for music. He wasn't, um, according to his biography, able to get hold of much punk rock music. But the images of Johnny Rotten and the Sex Pistols um, were in the sort of newspapers and magazines of the time. So all he could get was pictures of them and the sort of story behind them and how they looked. And so he, learning to play guitar, played what he thought the music probably sounded like. And it's the same with the, 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 in the, the um, 60s Japanese culture. There was a youth movement. Uh, they were all bikers. And basically they were getting um, the odd record of rock and roll music. But mainly what they were getting was the images, the kind of James Dean images of um, kind of American rock and roll icons. And a whole scene of musicians um, was created by people trying to sound like what they thought it sounded like. And I find that fascinating. It was the same again in, um, in this Eastern disco thing that I've, I was playing a lot of, uh, Arabic and Indian disco music. And it was, a lot of it was created at a time when they weren't really very familiar with what actual disco sounded like, but by kind of attempting to do something, but having their own unique actual real life experiences um it it you 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 come out with something which is neither one thing or the other but it's certainly it's unique and it's innovative and i think that's an approach why not try and make something that you don't really fully understand you know if you like the sound of it just just try see what you know see what comes out absolutely man it's a really cool thing to do to may be lost on what you're doing. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get lost. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's fine to be lost on the music you're making and you, you're probably going to get stressed at some point, <laughs> but it's also part of the process. Yeah. It's super fine to record uh, stuff and... It may not sound good, but, you know, keep recording stuff, keep adding instruments, yeah. invite people to sing over that. Yeah. Um, you can really make like a Frankenstein song that right. is not sounding good. Yeah. Because then you can start removing elements. The, uh, I think what you said about uh, Kurt Cobain and the late 70s kind of music yeah. environment that is pretty much what they were doing at the time. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't have the technology we have now. Yeah. But they were really want, wanting to create something from scratch yeah. by grabbing some elements from other cultures. Yeah. So that's 
another super interesting interesting approach yeah. on how you can do something unique. Yeah, yeah. You can throw in whatever you want into your project and really do like some even progressive kind of, of music. Mm. And after that, you can simplify it. Yeah. So that you will get, you will end up with only the best of the best elements you recorded. Right, yeah. So just throw throw a load down and see what you feel like is working and what isn't. Um, and yeah, and, and, and try and reach for something that you're not usually reaching for. And you never know what really might actually sort of come out in the wash. Um, I think... Captain Beat, for example, one of the one of the um, the reasons that we designed it the way we did was that you have this um, unique method of per channel rhythm substitution. Um, so you can load up a trap beat, but then you can uh, go right. I want the snare line to be more like an Afro beat track, and I want the uh, closed hi hat pattern to be more like a tech house. Thing. And I want the, um, you know, the open hi-hat to be more like, um, I don't know, a rock song or a, a, a pop song. Um, you can make a kind of a mashup beat in that sense. And I think you could use that approach in all aspects of your song. Kind of uh, this idea of a Frank, I love that idea of a Frankenstein composition process. I really think that, uh, was that something you consciously did for your entry? Sorry, man. Um, uh, okay. So I was saying about how in Captain Beat, you've got these different patterns, uh, per channel kind of rhythms that you can like mix and match. And this idea of mix and match, I'm just wondering how much that influenced, uh, your, your entry, uh, into our first competition. Oh man, I, I am kind of losing you. Uh, well, because I'm, I'm, um, garbling or because I mean, of the signal. Internet. Oh, Our the internet. Okay, it could have been one or the other, to be honest. Um, I, Can you repeat that? Sure. Um, so, so this this idea of uh, of a of a Frankenstein music composition, um, you know, mixing and matching different styles and different types of um, parts of music. How much of that has influenced you in your career and in your entry from twenty eighteen? Well, it definitely was a big part of my 2018 entry for the contest. Yeah. You know, it can really be stressful to do Frankenstein kind of music. <laughs> okay. You know, I wouldn't recommend doing this all the time because it will take you forever to finish yeah, tracks. And I suppose that's true. It yeah. took me like six months to complete the song. But it really helps if you want to create a new genre. If that's what you want, yeah. you should really try yeah. to, to create weird and super complex stuff and they maybe try to simplify it. But if you are a producer that has deadlines or yeah. doesn't have the time to really dig into so much detail, yeah. that's not really the way to go. I mean, it's definitely the way to go if you want to enter the contest, though. Right. Okay, so that's, that, that brings us on to an interesting uh, topic. How do you know whether an idea is worth pursuing? At, at, at what point do you go, I don't think this is something, I think I need to try something else? I think you should follow your intuition always. Yeah. If you think it's right, then it's probably right. But if you are not feeling that at all, if you are not vibing to it, if you are like having doubts if it sounds great, yeah, then it's probably not great. Your intuition is powerful when making music. Like it's probably not a really, um, let's say it's not a super common idea you're having. But if you think it's good and you can exploit its potential, yeah, its potential, then go for it. Yeah, another. Yeah. Uh, Interesting approach I could give is you you might want to identify what are your strengths yeah. in producing music. Yeah. Let's say, for example, you are such a great sound designer, yeah, but you are not quite as good 
in music theory right. as you would like. Yeah. So you should try, in, if that's the case, you might want to try to exploit your strengths. Yeah. And let someone or something else worry about music theory. Yeah. For example, uh, there's Captain plugins, which I find myself using that a lot. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, not always a chord progression is what builds a song. Right. No. It sounds weird, but let's say your sound design, it is what is really unique about you. Yeah. Let's take, let's take Skrillex, for example. Yeah. I mean, he is also a great musician, but Skrillex sound design is what make him Skrillex. Yeah, yeah. So you might want to focus on what is what you do the best. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Or for another example, if you are a great keyboard player and your music theory is is perfect, but you don't have like the most experience in in making sounds and mixing. Yeah you might want to write awesome melodies, write awesome arrangements, and maybe find someone else mm. that can complement that. Absolutely, yeah. I identify your own strengths and weaknesses and see if you can find someone else that has uh, different strengths to come in and round out the package. Yeah, and what's really great about the contest is that we are accepting collaborations. Yeah, absolutely. Of course we are. Yeah, totally. Encouraging collaborations. Um, that's where a lot of great ideas come from. Um, how how much do you find trying a new method, like a new instrument or a new uh, technique, brings about new ideas? Yeah, almost every day I want to try something new. Yeah. Not even because I feel I should. Um, most of it is because I am easily getting bored of what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, so I am always trying to reach out new techniques. I was telling you the other day that I am recording uh, live instruments like flutes. Yeah. And my own voice. And what's really useful for that is to have a, a nice microphone. Yeah. Yeah. So having a nice microphone will allow you to record anything you want. Yeah. It may be an instrument or maybe not. But yeah, yeah I find myself trying different stuff. Another approach would be I am producing so many different genres. Yeah. Because I, I also work uh, as a hired producer for some Latin artists here in Mexico. Yeah. So that's another way of gaining experience for my own musical projects. Right. Like I also encourage producers to try and getting out to reach out to people, yeah. artists yeah, yeah. that are not in the same genre as, as you and yes. offer your, your production. And you will learn a lot from that. Yeah. So I have been learning so much about vocal mixing mm. by doing work for others. Right. And that I can apply to my own music. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's I mean so so the 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 more the more you're you're more the more you're exposed to I guess in any whether that's listening to music, just doing things, um watching what other people are doing, collaborating with people. It's this, um, it, it, music is one of those things that it never stops teaching you. Like never, ever, ever. So exactly. as soon as you think you know what you're doing, then you need to stop. Uh, you need to stop doing that and go and do something you don't know what you're doing. Because it, like, I love that. <laughs> like if you're not That's learning, if, if you're not learning, you're dying. Someone said recently, and it's, it's totally true. Um, but it's like, we, like nobody, there isn't any whether you're Diplo or David Guetta, there isn't a single um, person in the music industry who thinks, you know, Hans Zimmer or whatever, like nobody is thinking, yeah, I've got this, I've got this covered, I know it all. 
Like you never will. And I think that's why we love music because it, it never stops inspiring and teaching. And if it ever does, then you're not looking at it right. Uh, yeah, I, I really like what you said, man. <laughs> and the great advantage of that is that you will always be entertained by the learning curve. Yes, 100%. Yeah, even when it gets really it's, technical, like you'll still be thrilled by what you've learned at the end of it because you'll understand the power of it. Oh, yeah, happens to me. Yeah, totally. Um, so, all right, so so we, we, we want to encourage people to kind of like uh, try out a new instrument or a new uh, workflow or a new method because that can inspire you to look at things in a different way. We want, to, we want to encourage people to collaborate, to share ideas, to get feedback from people uh, who are both musicians and in that um, mindset and also people who are like just music consumers because that's really valuable in itself. Um, we want to encourage people to listen to as much music as possible to kind of allow their subconscious to come up with their own ideas and maybe even to create kind of like little mashups and see if you think it works kind of on paper and then build a song from there. I think that is, a, that, that is really, really good. Um, uh, like if you, can, if you try and do all of those things or some of those things, you're really on your way um, to creating something new. And um, I suppose the final thing is, how do you recognize when you've created something that is new? Like what, make, what made you go, I think that this waltz meets EDM meets trap thing that you uh, entered is, I think it's, well, I, I think I should enter it into this competition. Well, you know, the funny thing is that since I've been producing that song for like six months, right. it wasn't new for me anymore. Right, yeah, 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 sure. You know, it was kind of a guessing. Yeah. I, I never thought of it like a really new kind of thing, but it turned out it was. Yeah. Um, what's really important to know is that you your sound is not gonna be like something you discover suddenly it's something you are developing by each song yeah so i think maybe i was doing original stuff yeah from before that i was making love lines yeah right because i i really don't like to grab influences although i always grab influences mm. I prefer to do that subconsciously. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So for that reason, I never thought of Love Blind as a, as a unique kind of thing because I was only trying to, to do what I do. Yeah. You know, I think that's the key of it. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, if, it's interesting because everybody in, uh, in Mixed in Key heard it and were like, oh, this is really, this is a really unique thing. So it's, that's fascinating that the, 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 comp the writer producer would ne not necessarily be thinking, wow, I've really made something new here. Yeah, that's that's what's interesting. Absolutely. If you feel that you made a good work and you can assure yourself that you weren't copying anyone yeah. consciously at least, yeah. then it is indeed unique. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't argue with that. Um, there, there sort of is no such thing as original thought. So, you know, it's like, don't over stress about that. Make something that you are not consciously, you're not consciously just deriving from an existing work. Um, as we've said, you can kind of derive it from a bunch of existing works if you're putting them together in an interesting way, in a, in a unique way. And you probably are because if you're, open to enough influences then you can derive from multiple sources and it's the way you put things together that will make it unique but I suppose I don't know if you'd agree here I'm thinking that this conversation that we've had sort of the overarching moral of the story is probably kind of like tr tr don't overthink it I suppose would you agree yeah, don't overthink it. Yeah. Like, let, you let your ideas flow. And as I was telling you before, you might want to record all the ideas mm. you get in the moment. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily need to be good. Yeah. Just record it. Save that idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, try. I mean... And that, that way, you are not really overthinking anything. Yeah. It, 
it tends to happen that you avoid recording stuff because you already have so much elements. Yeah. That's kind of overthinking. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't avoid your creativity to flow. Yeah. You know, something another thing that's important for me is I it probably happens to you because it happens to me a lot. Mm. Like when I need a good idea, it won't come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when I am driving to to work or yeah. when I am doing anything else my brain will just give me tons of awesome yeah, ideas yeah, yeah. when I don't yeah. think them. Yeah, totally. And so that, that's because record of, yeah, yeah. with your phone, yeah. record with your, with your iPhone or yeah. just hum the melody until you get to the studio. Yeah. But do not waste those precious moments yeah, where your absolutely. brain is working for you. Yeah, absolutely. Prince used to have microphones all over his house so that whatever room he was in, if he had an idea... He could always just press record and just hum something or sing something, um, you know. And he's one of the most innovative musicians of all time. What well, was rest in peace. That's pure gold. Um, yeah, I mean, and so so that that's great advice. Always have a way of recording your ideas because often they don't come when you go to the studio and sit down. Um, and 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 it's like when you you know when you go into a room and then you're like, what did I come in here for? And then the longer you, you, you stay in that room trying to think think of what you came in and you won't think of it. You'll only think of what you came in the room for when you leave the room, right? And it's, it's kind of the same with creativity. Sometimes you try and funnel it and it doesn't come. You have to allow it to come through you and just be ready to catch it. Yeah, so getting back to your question, that's exactly how you avoid overthinking. Yes, yeah. Use your mind and creativity in favor and really take advantage of the moments Fantastic. that you are creative. What a beautiful so way. So you won't need to overthink when you are in the studio trying yeah. to get ideas. Yeah, I love it. What a beautiful way to end a fascinating conversation. It's been brilliant having you uh, with us again, Mal. Um, I hope that we've given all of our listeners uh, some really good ideas on um, ways that they might approach uh, creating a new music genre, being innovative in music. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up now and I'm going to do that by uh, tantalizing you and teasing you with some of the incredible prizes uh, that are on offer. For example, uh, the first prize, the $10,000 worth of prizes for I'm introducing a new music genre. Uh, this is what you'll win. Sennheiser HD 820 headphones. Universal Audio yeah. Apollo Twin X Quad plus real-time analog sounds pro plug-in bundle. The Eventide Anthology 11. The D16 Total Bundle. A Fender Telecaster or Strat guitar. Your choice. Isotope Music Production Suite. The iLoud Micro Monitors. The Sound Theory Gulfoss and Mixing with Gulfoss Masterclass. East-West Composer Cloud Plus. I'm about halfway through. East-West Composer Plus annual subscription. The Roland Cloud Ultimate subscription. A Cable Guys bundle. The Baby Audio All Plugins bundle. Quantica Modular Light Rack. The Artifon Orba. Sample Tools by CR2. Mixed in Key Desktop and Studio Edition and Captain Plugins bundle. What a prize. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I've never, ever seen prizes like that for a music competition. What's your favorite prize there? Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, I think because, uh, oh, God, that's really hard. I, I like the, the, the Gulf Foss. I like the idea of that. I've never tried that. I'd like to, I'd like to give the Gulf Foss a try. Um, but oh, I, it's so cool, man. I really, have you tried it? Yeah, I love it. Oh, it's amazing. such a, a, a nice way to clean the mix. Oh, cool. Um, well, yeah, I'd love to try that. Uh, but I don't, I think, because I, I, I was a guitarist very a long time ago. I just think I can't look past a Fender Telecaster. Uh, it's just what, a, what, a, what an amazing prize on its own. Um, so incredible stuff. We've also got prizes f uh, from Slate Digital, Focusrite, SoftTube, Arturia, V-Moda. Um, what haven't I mentioned? Um, da, 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 I'm sure there's a couple more. Bayer Dynamic, Quantica, iLoud. Oh, we said the iLoud micro monitors. Um, yeah, these are just, I mean, a lot of the prizes that I've mentioned are also in uh, some of the other categories. Uh, the sub pack, I mean, that's that's in the best crazy combo. I'd love to try the sub pack, um, which is like a, a wearable 
um, sub bass, uh, sort of a bass, either like a you feel the bass. Yeah, it's either a chair or you have a pack for your back and you literally feel the bass, which is um, apparently it's an amazing way of um, sort of uh, mixing your low end because you just feel what works. Brilliant. Uh, Novation. I mean, this is, it's insane. You, he, uh, it, yeah, an amazing, amazing prize bundle. You can enter by going to mixedinkey.com. Music Innovation 2020. Of course, we'll have the link uh, in the uh, in the podcast links, and uh, we'll be spraying the internet with uh, information on how to apply. You've got a few weeks. I think it's October the 21st, which is the deadline. Uh, so we'd like to wish you all the best of luck. If you want to ask any questions or uh, ask us for any advice or tips, then please do. Um, I also have to mention that your uh, the 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 shortlisted entries uh, all all entries will be listened to by us at mixed in key you'll also have your entries listened to by anna luno david getter danny dale uh, dj prince uh, grammy nominated producer ill factor jesse covet cascade laura escude eldre lorna padman sorry lorne padman marcelo cic margaret luther it's crazy uh, mao himself uh, Ocean, Sophie Tucker, and the uh, producer of Post Malone Rockstar, Tank God, um, they will all listen to the shortlisted entries uh, and they'll be the ones who will pick the winners for those uh, those final categories. So uh, an amazing way to get your music out there and an amazing prize pool uh, for, the, for the lucky winners. So I would like to thank you, Mal, for joining me today for a fascinating conversation. Thanks to everybody for listening in. Uh, best of luck to everybody who's entering the competition. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks, Mal. Thanks, man. It's always a pleasure. And I cannot really wait to <laughs> listen to all the submissions. Yeah, right. Me too. Me too. I, we, we all, we're all so excited. Uh, all right. Thanks. Uh, we'll see you all uh, on the flip side. See you at the next podcast. Bye. Bye.